Welcome to TIFF Talk, sponsored by Endogastric Solutions, a podcast that interviews physicians and real-life patients about the most common gastrointestinal disorder, GERD, commonly known as chronic acid reflux. Listen to patients and physicians interact, break down the disease from different perspectives, and learn how taking the next step in your treatment can change your life. For our audio listeners, you can see visuals on our YouTube channel at GERD Help. The TIF procedure may or may not be appropriate for your health condition. Only your doctor can explain the benefits and risks of all treatment options. Results may vary. Visit GERDhelp.com for more clinical data. The TIF procedure for reflux was developed by Endogastric Solutions Incorporated. Welcome everybody to our TIFF Talk. Thank you for joining us this evening. I'm so excited today to have our special guest, Dylan Grove. Dylan, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's Ah, nice to see everyone again. Yes, so a lot of you may or may not have heard about Dylan's story, but we have been following him for the last two years and we've been getting lots of questions from people all over the world. Where is Dylan now? Where is he today? So we're going to get all of the answers from you uh, and talk about kind of your whole journey, if you don't mind. Um, Totally. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. I'm Andrea Millers with Endogastric Solutions. All right, let's get started. Sounds good. Let's start off. When or what year did you first start feeling your acid reflux symptoms? Um, So I don't know if I could pinpoint a year, but I would say... It, it, acid reflux symptoms got very bad when I was probably 15 years old okay. and I'm 30 now. Wow. Um, when I was like a younger kid, spaghetti sauce would bother me, but I don't know if that's... Yeah. So I'll say I would, the timeline would begin, I would say when I was like 15 years old, 14 or 15 years old, where I really okay. started having noticeable heartburn and regurgitation from certain foods. Wow. Okay. So what kind of symptoms were you feeling? Uh, At that time when it first started, it was regurgitation. So I would um, like burp and it would be like acid that would come up. Sure. Usually after I would eat fried food, fast food, um, or fried fast food, um, all of the things that every teenager wants to eat, right? Yeah, exactly. Total teenage (laughs) diet, um, spicy food, pizza sauce, red sauce, salsa, um, eating late at night. Yeah. Yeah. So as a teenager, I, I experienced like regurgitation, um, just like chest pain, like, um, and just feeling it like in my throat, just like the burning sensation, you know? Yeah, Um, absolutely. Those would be like the main symptoms I had. So what did you do? You know, did you know it was acid reflux at the time or? No, I, no, I didn't until it got to the point where I think I mentioned to my mom that I was having this problem because it was like burning in my chest to the point where I think I mentioned to my mom what was happening and sure. she my mom had acid reflux okay. problems too so she's uh started giving me zantac okay at 15 <laughs> yeah okay. like yeah around that time like 15 probably i think i probably went through about a nine months to a year of just pushing through it yeah. until i mentioned it and then yeah just started taking zantac okay. like 
If I knew I was gonna eat something spicy, I would take Zantac before, before or uh, Tagamet. Okay. And so, and I kind of just started doing that. And wow. yeah. Did you do anything like, you know, raise the bed, raise the head of the bed? Not yet. You, you didn't do no, 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 not yet. Okay. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. At that time, it was still a result of food. Okay. So like it was, yeah, it was a result of eating things. Okay. It wasn't just happening. Um, like on its own it was always a result of something i ate okay or so eating late at night food. yeah triggered by food okay yeah. awesome not awesome but um <laughs> but okay so when did you go and see a physician about this what like at what point did you say okay mom this is like happening i keep suffering when did you finally say i think i might need to see a physician or did your parents tell you never that? because really? uh like most people probably understand if you start taking certain medications, it, like I'll do air quotes for the podcasters, <laughs> eliminates the problem. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, and so I started taking Prilosec or Omeprazole when I was probably like 17. Okay. I want to say like my senior year of high school, um, I was taking so much Zantac. Wow. Like I was taking it every day at yeah. that point. And I was like, and I was taking like four or five a day. Okay. And, um, Maybe I did go to the doctor. I can't remember how I started on omeprazole. Okay. But either way, I started taking omeprazole um, at that age, like 17. And, you know, it kind of just makes the heartburn go away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anybody who's obviously everyone knows what omeprazole does who's listening to this or watching this. So, yeah, I kind of just – but if I didn't have it, it was, like, horrible. Right. Um so you just took it over the counter every day? Every day. Every day. Yeah. Wow. Like I always, always had it. Everywhere I went, yeah. um, took it. I think at a certain point I was taking like in the morning and night. Okay. Like this is like before I graduated high, like before I graduated high school. So. Okay. Yeah. And then when did you actually go see a doctor? So you're a couple years in now, probably yeah. four years in high school. Uh, were you in, you know, were you after, was it after high school? that you started you know like to be honest I don't think I ever specifically went to a doctor for heartburn okay. I think I might have seen my primary care physician sure. for something else yeah. and maybe mentioned that I had heartburn okay and then he would say well you're taking 20 milligrams of omeprazole so that's it, it you yeah. know and it would be kind of like deal with end it. of discussion wow. um so yeah i never i never like a doctor visit was never prompted by my acid reflux symptoms until the beginning of 2020 when okay. i went to urgent care okay kind of it was probably like march of 2020 and i had tiff procedure in august of 2020 okay so I didn't see a physician, doctor, or anything like that specifically for acid reflux until then. Okay, so how yeah. much did you know about acid reflux or GERD? It sounds like you probably didn't even know that that was an actual disease state. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, which is funny because my dad works in this field, you yeah. know. Um, but I think it's like my age, you know. I was, I'm, I'm only, I'm 30 now, and at the time I was, um, you know, I mean. It's, I think my age had a lot to do with it. I think my dad even kind of was like, yeah, you're pretty young. Like, like you know. You're fine. Just, and just watch yeah, it. I, I think I, what I, what's really important for me to say is the, 
like the stigma behind what heartburn is is so common like it's it's stigmatized as this such this common problem mm-hmm. that has like a gigantic market of a me- like over the counter medication solution yeah. that it just gets swept under the rug all the time yeah. and i think that's what was happening to me so i think that's why it never prompted a visit to a doctor specifically for Garden. its own reasons sure and I was uneducated and uninformed about it okay. because of that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And like you said, so funny because your dad's <laughs> in the business. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely brought it up to him a few times, yeah, but... he still was like, oh, yeah. you're young. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't <laughs> want, won't speak too much on it because I don't know what he sure, thought about it, you sure, know? Sure, sure. Tell us a little bit more about the urgent care situation, that time that you had to go in. What was that like? What happened? And it sounds like that was the triggering point for you to say yeah. I've got to do something this is enough yeah yeah I don't know if I've ever like shared with you know yeah. endogastric exactly about that day because it was pretty intense um I I was taking at that point I think I was taking 20 or 40 milligrams of omeprazole I think I was taking 20 milligrams of omeprazole sure. and also taking Zantac um and up until that point March of 2020 it had worked okay there were some times where I was still kind of having heartburn, maybe after like drinking coffee, but and also being on all that medication. Yeah. But yeah, I uh, I woke up at like four in the morning. It was a Sunday, and like my throat hurt so bad. Like I thought I had like strep throat. Wow. Um, yeah, it was like four in the morning. Like on a I remember it was Sunday morning. Um, and I thought I had like strep throat. My chest was like really. Like, it was like a chest pain, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was coughing. And I also had heartburn. So I had, like, all those all things. Me, but yeah. it felt it felt a lot more um, intense than it, it had ever felt before. Sure. So I did what I would always do is, like, took more uh, Zantac and I took, like, another Omeprazole. And then I, like, chewed some Tums wow. and, like, tried to go back to sleep. And... Um, I couldn't and it just it, it didn't go away wow. which was really really concerning to me because I knowing what I knew about all those medications yeah. and that I was still having all those symptoms right. I was it was really concerning sure. um, and like I don't really like going to like the, like, the doctor uh, well <laughs> not I don't like going to like emergency room urgent care sure. like I've been a lot of my life for other things yeah and it just again like keeps going back to like how could heartburn be this serious right you know, like, yeah. is is acid reflux, GERD, heartburn really going to send me to, to urgent care right now? Sure. I think I had a hard time believing that. Um, but I went. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, they did some of the same thing everybody tells people with wow. GERD, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll send you to a, a GI clinic specialist to get a endoscopy. Okay. So that's interesting. So yeah. what 2020, so that was what just a couple of years ago. So you hadn't yeah. had an endoscopy until then. I don't think I ever had one, no. Until okay. okay. Yeah, I'd never had an endoscopy until that point. Okay. Um okay. but yeah, it was basically take moromeprazole and here's a referral to get an endoscopy. Okay. So and that's that and was, they left it. Did your symptoms ever go away? No. I mean, they they uh so then I like started going down the rabbit hole 
like sure. of like the internet search oh, which gosh. again <laughs> which like <laughs> people who are listening to this watching this know like i see that a lot where yeah. people are like all over the internet trying to figure it out um self-diagnose yeah totally <laughs> what so, every patient does yeah so i i learned um about GERD through like internet searches okay. and i and i started to learn like okay well if i have this thing then i need to not eat these certain foods sure and so i started to eliminate some foods from my diet okay um you know fried food you know red sauces carbonated drinks um that kind of stuff and then yeah they got better a little bit based on those changes but the symptoms were still there they weren't going away um maybe they lessened yeah but and then march 2020 was kind of a weird time too right with just totally yeah it was like right before anxiety i mean it was everything right so like what is this this was right before the pandemic started that i went to urgent care okay um yeah and then and then i was given a referral for an endoscopy and just said, take medication, more medication, don't eat certain foods, and yeah. see what the endoscopy reveals. All right, so then how soon after that urgent care visit did you go see a GI for your endoscopy? Yeah, it wasn't too long. I was probably like two weeks. Okay. Um, which, from what I've gathered from other people I know, is like you can get into a GI clinic to get an endoscopy sure. pretty quick. But the other thing I've gathered is that most people I know and based on my own experience, I was given no answer. So I went, I went to get the, the endoscopy, told them all my symptoms, that the medication didn't seem to be working. They, didn't, they did the endoscopy, and the doctor came out afterwards and told me everything was fine. So and esophagus was Yeah, clear, he said literally, no. like, you're good, everything's okay. okay. And I was like, okay, well... Like, what do I, like, (laughs) I don't feel okay. Yeah. And everything doesn't feel good. So you were taking all your medications. Yeah. You got an endoscopy. Yeah. The doctor said, you're fine, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, he told me to double my omeprazole dose. Wow. That was it. Um, And so, you know, it's like, I don't, I was like, okay, well, just listen to him, because what else am I going to do? Sure. Um, And so I doubled my omeprazole dose, and it didn't do anything really like, really same yeah. symptoms same symptoms yeah but like I said like I had really started to change my Your lifestyle diet. like okay. my habits sure yeah um because you know like physical things were were hard as well like yeah tell me about that um like, yeah. I think you were, we talked about this at one point running sometimes yeah like exercising like lifting weights um doing any type of like up and down movement yeah. playing softball oh. Um, and then like my, I started losing my voice too. Yeah. Like my, um, cause I guess like sleeping at night, the acid was going into my throat. Yeah. So I was having like a sore throat and I was losing my voice and Often. like I'm a counselor by day. So like I talk, talk a, lot, a lot, you yeah. know? And so that started becoming an issue cause my, I was always, my voice was always like really raspy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I called the doctor back and he didn't basically like didn't believe me he basically told me that like that couldn't be possible like and then yeah so So that was when I called my dad okay so I mean that would be very frustrating right you're hoping to get answers you're hoping there's a change or something to make you feel better and you just totally. felt like there there wasn't so then you talked to your dad um talk to me a little about like what did you do research did you know 
um, because you know you were on PPIs for so long. Yeah. And and one of the interviews I think that we did in the past, you were talking about I didn't want to be on PPIs for a long term. Yeah. Did you do your own research on that or what? How was on the PPI specifically? Yeah, I know, did. Yeah. Okay. And what did you find? What? I mean, what I learned, and like I, I'm not an expert at all. Like it's okay. <laughs> we, I mean, but, we always say yeah. patients should advocate for themselves. Yeah. And so. Learn, Sorry, go ahead. Right? Yeah, no, go ahead. Tell me about so that. So to first. simplify it, what I learned was that a PPI, um, it's a something something inhibitor. So basically right. what it pump yeah. yeah. So basically what it does, this is my very like in layman's terms way of understanding it. Sure. It blocks the acid in your stomach mm -hmm. like completely, right. which is not good. Like your stomach produces acid and has acid in there for right. a reason to right. break down food you know, whatever other reasons. So that's, it's like not natural, I don't right. think. Um, and it's really like just putting a Band-Aid on the problem and it's just like neutralizing the acid that is in there. Sure. And basically, so when the acid does hit your esophagus, it doesn't burn you. Right. So it doesn't like, I learned that I'm like, okay, well that's not really like a long-term solution. Right. And this medication's not working. And it's it like depletes, I think, nutrients, certain nutrients in your body. Sure. I know that it takes away from um, the absorption of yeah. the nutrients in your body. Yeah. So, your so yeah, I did do my own research and yeah. I learned that. And I was like, I, like one, it's not working, and two, I don't want to do this for the rest right. of my life. You know. So I think mo the it sounds to me the biggest thing is they weren't working anymore for you. Your totally. double dosing, double yeah. dosing was not working. Okay. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about like what made you decide what this physician's telling me right now is not good enough. I need yeah. to do something else. That's a hard that's a hard thing as like a patient of a doctor or a patient of a clinic to wrap your mind around. Yeah. Or for absolutely. me it was hard to wrap absolutely. my mind around that. Because they're supposed to be the experts. Yeah, right? it was hard for me to accept that this uh, this person who is really the only place I know to go or have been told to go is not listening to me really or if they are listening to me they're not offering me a solution right um so that that was hard yeah it was it was hard for me to wrap my mind around that and, and then and then I felt like I know I was like well what do I do now you yeah. know just yeah. continue to live in discomfort like I yeah. It worked too hard in my life to be happy to Absolutely. like yeah. <laughs> to, no, to try and live like this, you know? Right. So uh, what did you do then? What, what, what was your next step? Yeah. So luckily, um, like I said, my dad works for endogastric. So yeah. I'm like, I'll say that like very grateful for that because the TIF procedure is not it's, it's not like, like people don't really know about it. I think right. it's becoming more known, sure. but yeah, it's, I didn't know about it. Yeah, the no, doctor that I, the two doctors I saw had no idea about it. Right. And so my dad, um, first there was like some insurance things and my primary care physician, um, didn't know really what the TIF procedure was. And, okay. but he was like, okay, well, let's try and get you a referral. And it was like this whole long thing that I was going to have to go to this other doctor to get this referral to this place. And then they were going to have to like do some diagnostics on me, but it wasn't going to be for three months. And it was like just this whole runaround of stuff. Sure. Um, and then, 
So then I just basically told my dad, like, okay, my primary care, the referral thing's not working. Like, I need to, like, do something as soon as possible. And um, that's when he suggested that I go see Dr. Chang. Awesome. Okay. At at UC Irvine. Yeah. And so just for everybody listening, um, Dylan, you live in Santa Barbara, California, and Dr. Chang was out in Irvine, California. Uh So for you, you you had to travel all the way down there. All the way, it's what, two and a half? It's a good drive. It's like two and a half hours. Two and a half hours away. But um, talk to me about your conversation or or whether your did your dad tell you about the TIF procedure and say this might this could possibly help? Did you do some research? Did you call um, you know Dr. Ching's office? What did you do to kind of like preface yourself to get in there and and start your journey of the TIF procedure, if you will? Yeah, um, without my like the knowledge from my dad and endogastric I would have not I wouldn't have known no other doctor had ever suggested that to me okay and no other doctor had ever even mentioned it or really knew what it was sure it's all medication that's all that's the only solution I was ever offered yeah Yeah. so um yeah uh very again like very thankful that my dad works for endogastric and um yeah he just suggested that maybe this will work, but we need to see first, you know? Sure, so, like, sure. before we say, yes, you need this procedure, we need to take you, you know, like, you need to go see a doctor who specializes in this procedure, who can run these diagnostics on you Perfect. to see if this works for you. Awesome. And at that point, it's like, I think it's anybody who's at a really dead end trying to solve a problem. It's like, okay, okay whatever. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah like, let's do I, it. I wasn't. So, yeah, and then I, I did do some research. Like, I kind of looked up um, some internet searches about the TIF sure. and kind of learned, like, um, anatomically what it was. Yeah. And yeah. I wasn't, it seemed, it looked safe and, like, you know, I don't know. I, yeah. I trusted it. Yeah. Again, well, you trust like, your dad too. And yeah. You trust well, that. and I was desperate. Uh, yeah. You know, I think that's, like, the biggest thing. It's like, okay, well, this, yeah. you know, seems like it it's working for people and Fantastic. nobody else in this field is giving me an answer. So all right, I'm so, willing to try. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, your first interaction with Dr. Ching's office. How did that go? Did they just start scheduling you for all of your diagnostic testing? Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Chang, his whole team is wonderful. Um, I'm, and again, like I'm not just saying any of this stuff sure. because I'm doing an interview for your podcast yeah. or because I'm trying to, you know, plug Dr. Chang's practice or <laughs> no, anything. Like, totally I just want to put that out there. No, like I this is this <laughs> is genuine. Like I'm yeah. genuinely saying, uh, Love that. Dr. Chang's team was great. Um, I he did a Zoom with me before, okay. which okay. before I even met him, like oh, in person, fantastic. which was really cool. Um, he really like listened to everything I had to say attentively. Um, he, he asked me all kinds of questions about the history of my GERD symptoms. Like, you know, what do I do for work? How is it affecting my life? Like he really took the time. Yeah. He took the time to really talk to me. And then, uh, and then he was like, okay, let's, you know, as with like any medical thing, I, you know, there was like a little bit of a wait. Sure. It wasn't too long. I want to say it was like a couple weeks. Okay. And, um, yeah, he was like so supportive though, you know, he's like, just hang in there, Aww. like take as much medication as you need to like alleviate your symptoms. You know, he gave it. me like a couple little 
like you know elevate the bed stay away from those foods okay. like he basically was just like just hang in there like we're gonna take care of you you know finally and felt like someone's gonna help yeah me. it was cool he, yeah. it, it was cool he was really he was he, uh really good doctor really good man um definitely awesome. had good vibes in that zoom and then it was a couple of weeks and i went down there and um they were all really really nice very like informative like this is what's going to happen. Sure. Um, they put me to sleep and they basically, it was like a, I don't want to say it was like a real endoscopy, but it was yeah. like a, it was a very, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like a thorough, thorough. Yeah. yeah. Very thorough endoscopy. Yeah. Like, um, and so they basically went down with, with a camera down my esophagus, like a normal endoscopy. But, um, to look, you know, for a longer time than the first endoscopy yeah. I had. Yeah. Um, they did a thing where they like, I think they like blew up a balloon to yeah. see how much, like if my esophagus, the valve was really closing around it, like yeah. if it was tightening. Yeah. To see if um, you had a hiatal hernia. Possibly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't want to, I'm not like an expert. No, no, no we're not. <laughs> the patients aren't expecting you to be yeah. a physician. It's something Trust like me. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, and then they put this little chip in my esophagus, like a, that's like Bluetooth connected to yep. this like thing I Game wear Boy. around my neck that kind of looks like a Game Boy. Yeah. Um, and the whole procedure was really easy. You know, I was like a little loopy after obviously cause they put me to sleep, but it was fine. And like the, not the like kind of cool thing was like, he's like, okay, like no meds for 48 hours or 72 hours sure. and um, eat whatever you want. Cause yeah. we need to see how your esophagus is working. Were you we worried about yeah. that? <laughs> I was like worried slash excited. Like, cause it, you know, it's like- <laughs> Wanna um, eat all those burritos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but coming out of that, those diagnostics tests, he immediately told me I had a hiatal hernia. And okay. the first GI doctor told me I did it. Really? And I actually like, thinking about it now, I actually held my x-rays up on Zoom, the pictures of them to show Dr. Dr. Chang. Chang. And he could see just through the Zoom like that I had a hiatal hernia. And then, and, and, and uh, the doctor, the first GI doctor told me I didn't have one. Wow. Um, so coming out of the diagnostics, he said, you do have a hiatal hernia. Okay. It's like a big one. Wow. Um, so that's definitely causing problems. Your esophagus, I think they told me your, that my esophagus wasn't really even closing. Okay. Um, at all. Okay. Um, so he's like, that's it's wide open. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> They and then my I, I don't know if I'm going to get this 100 percent right, but my P. So they your pH levels were like 19 times the average or yeah. something crazy like that. So basically you wear this thing and yep. whenever you have a GERD symptom like a cough, a chest pain, a regurgitation or any feelings of heartburn, the you press these little buttons and the chip attached to my esophagus was reading that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And um, yeah, so, and then, you know, you like FedEx the little device back, back. to UCI. Yeah. And then it wasn't too long after that they reached out to me, his office, one of the nurses, and told me, like, they were like, yeah, you're, I, it was either 14 or 19 times the average wow. amount of acid in a person's esophagus. So you're like, I am not crazy. <laughs> yeah, I no. promise. <laughs> and I'm still yeah. taking all my medication. Yeah, it was definitely, that was definitely reassuring. Yeah. Um, 
And then, yeah, so they were like, now it's time to schedule your surgery. Okay. We're going to fix your hernia and we're going to do the TIF procedure okay. to basically give you a new valve on your esophagus. Awesome. Now, <laughs> so. did they talk to you about other options or it was kind of like you were going into that whole process knowing that's what you wanted to do as the TIF procedure? Yeah, I was already sold on it. Okay. I was already like, I don't, I think my other, my primary care said something about like a Nissen yeah. something. Is yeah. that right? Nissen fundification. Okay, yeah. yeah. He, and he was like, that's what people have had done. And, um, but again, it was like, I don't know anybody that really does that. Like, Sure. So, yeah, I already was sold on doing it. Okay. And I, like, trusted Dr. Chang so much. That like, he's, whatever. <laughs> he's, like, yeah, he's just, he's just an overall trustworthy person who just has good vibes and, like, very authentic and, like, seems like he really cares, you That's know. Awesome. So, That's so, yeah, awesome. I was sold on it and ready to set it up. Fantastic. So, I'm going to take a halftime break here. Okay. And then we're going to have uh, Lynn... Uh, come in and she is going to talk to you about your actual day of procedure, your process, and then kind of how are you doing today? All right. Sounds All good. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Dylan. Thank you. If you are suffering from chronic acid reflux and want more information, please visit GERDHelp.com or download our GERDHelp mobile app. everyone and Dylan thank you so much for giving us that backstory on what got you here today for the TIF procedure yeah no worries so what we're gonna do t now is just talk a little bit about the process so once you decided you told everyone you were pretty well sold on the TIF procedure as your option um, did you have any challenges with um, insurance or anything like that when you were going through that whole process of you already went through the evaluation. Now it's ready to take the get the procedure. What did that look like? Yeah, no, it's it's a good question. Definitely, like I think with any medical procedure, you have to make sure that the insurance is is um, part of it is taken care of, which it's you know for me it was um, yeah I think I had to just switch um, like from an HMO to a PPO, um, which was doable um, and. It wasn't really, um, I want to say, so I got, I had surgery on, which is almost two years, August 21st, 2020. So it's almost been two years. So from March, 2020 to August, 2020, that's about how long it took um, from when I first went to the urgent care until I actually had surgery. Nice. Um, and yeah, it wasn't, there wasn't, they were basically just like, okay, like I already explained how severe everything was, they told me. And it was like, okay, here's the date, here's the next available date we have. And I was like, okay. Sign me up. Yeah. And I just, <laughs> that's, and just waited until that date pretty much. That's awesome. And yeah. That's fantastic. So let's move forward to the procedure day. So now you're, what did you do to kind of prep for <laughs> for that? How did you... How did you work up to the actual day of procedure? How did you feel? I was really excited. Yeah, super excited. Um, getting put to sleep and medication and all that stuff doesn't bother me or scare Good. me or anything at all. Like I, so I wasn't, I don't get nervous about that kind of stuff. Um, 
I was just excited to finally be like taking a step to like get this long-term solution to this problem that I had been struggling with. Um, so yeah, it was like, again, Dr. Chang's office was amazing, very friendly, very informative. Every step of the way from the moment I got there until the moment I was discharged the next day, they were so nice very informative and kind. And yeah, I kind of just showed up and was like, okay, here we go. Um, I, I can't remember the details of like the 24 hour prep is probably like some fasting. I don't think I could take, I can't remember those details, but it was nothing major. And yeah, I kind of just went there and they were like, okay, you know, and I just followed directions and, and then I woke up afterward. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> yeah. Um, one question we, I think we should ask, you mentioned you had a hiatal hernia repair. So yeah. Dr. Chang, in the TIF procedure, Dr. Chang does that portion of the procedure, but there was another uh, physician involved in that um, collaboration oh, yeah. on your care. So Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, Dr. Nguyen. Yeah, Dr. Nin Nguyen. Yeah, he was, what I was told by every, yeah, I think I now it's all coming back to me. It's been a while, but the uh, everybody in that office that I met, nurses, anyone related, were, were like, these two guys are like the team. Aww. Like, these guys are like top of the line doctors. Um, that had to make you feel good. Yeah, it made me feel really good, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I had the... I can't remember, it's like the CTIF is what it's called yeah. maybe. So hiatal hernia repair um, and the TIF procedure. The hiatal hernia repair is um, like pretty standard. And then and then Dr. Chang comes in and does the TIF right after that. So Excellent, yeah. excellent. So when did you get to meet Dr. Wynn in that equation? Was it uh, before the procedure or day of or? I think day of. Okay. I don't think I ever did a Zoom with him. Okay. Yeah, I, had, I don't think he was on the Zoom. I met him the day of, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, but I already like knew about him before I met him, and yeah. I love that the two doctors work so closely together to help manage your condition, and, and you said it perfectly. That's exactly how it happens. The hernia repair happens first, and then uh, Dr. Chang comes in following with the TIF procedure. Yeah. So what about um, when you woke up? <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously I was like really out of it you know, like super out of it. Um, I mean, yeah, not, I won't like sugarcoat it. It was definitely an intense feeling. Like my stomach was like pretty swollen. I don't know if swollen's the right word, but it was, there was a lot of like gas inside of me. Um, I was really, really sore. Um, I had a couple incisions, but that was just because of the hernia. Yeah. Um, so a couple incisions, I was really, felt really like swollen in my stomach, abdomen area, um, really out of it. Um, yeah, pretty much it. Really, I, it, I felt very like, like, yeah, that somebody had just you knew gone you just inside had, of yeah. me and done something, <laughs> yeah. you know? You knew something happened in there. Yeah. Yep. So you came out, you're in recovery. Um, who'd you see first when you, when you, when you came out, oh, do you remember? Oh man, maybe my, maybe my dad or my stepmom. Like, nice. I think. And then I did, don't know. Did, I was on a lot of meds, so yeah. from the, you know <laughs> anesthesia. So. Did it take long for you to kind of come out of all that and and um, 
feel like yourself again to kind of assess what you what you're feeling. And yeah, not not too long. Doctor Chang came by. I think both doctors came by and just told me like, hey, everything went great. My dad came by and said everything went great. Um, and then uh, they had like a assistant, you know, mm -hmm. also who's also a doctor who came by and checked on me. And yeah, everyone told me like, hey, everything went great. You know, it's done. Everything was went as planned. And um, so, yeah, it, it took a couple hours. And then I was kind of like, OK, like I got it's it's done. But I don't want to sugarcoat the feeling in my sure. abdomen because it was definitely I underestimated it. It was definitely an intense like, OK, this is this was like a really like they just fixed my esophagus yeah. and it they was did a it, lot in there. they did a lot in there yeah so yeah so when you discharged and you went home what was that um first day like when you woke up um you know you've been home you've been recovering what was recovery like those first few days at home yeah it's it's uh i think i will say for anyone like don't underestimate the procedure because it was I I uh, I underestimated the recovery a little bit, um, which I think I've shared this with other people through like comments in the internet. Like, don't underestimate it because it is the first couple of days were were pretty rough. Like, mm -hmm. I was very um, like a lot of like uh, gas, bloating, um, not not crazy pain though just discomfort that full you know feeling. yeah very like um full bloated and they do they use gas for something again not an expert but and then so the gas has to like escape your yeah, body exactly. and it goes all the way up into went all the way up into my shoulders mm -hmm. which is common um it's it's not an uncommon thing um yeah i had a lot of gas um but I took all the, you know, took the pain medication as prescribed, um, which I think helped a lot. Um, so, yeah, the pain discomfort was definitely real. Um, How long did that last? Did, did it? It was like, like severely, probably like three days. Okay. And then after a week, I was, I was, I felt okay. Like I could walk around and move around. But yeah, the first couple of days were, were intense as they should be, you know, um, and, and the other thing is like, you can't eat. Like I couldn't right. eat anything. It was, it was the first two or three days are very strict, like just liquid. Um, and were you able to get all that down the liquid diet that yeah, you followed and yeah, comfortable that, with Yeah, that wasn't an issue. Um, like swallowing Good. or drinking liquid, jello, like pudding. Um, I think you guys do it like the little pamphlet, the step by step, yeah. like super helpful. I was like always on that, yeah. you know. Um, the hunger was real for sure after the first couple days. Um, Everybody always asks about the diet, and and um, a lot of people say, "Oh, and I lost weight." So there was a plus yeah. to this procedure. Did you lose weight? While yeah, you but were I gained it all back, like <laughs> especially because I could eat yeah. again. You know, it's funny because before I had the tiff, I was. I lost a bunch of weight because I couldn't eat. Like I was eating yeah. such a bland, restricted. like restricted diet that I lost all this weight, which wasn't really that enjoyable because yeah. I wasn't happy, you know? Yeah, you weren't trying um, to. It was a it was a result of your suffering. Totally, yeah. 
And then, yeah, obviously, like, I laugh about it now because, yeah, at the time I was like, oh, my God, I lost all this weight. But I definitely gained it back. <laughs> Start um, eating all those foods yeah, again. And yeah. But, no, you'll lose weight 100%. I mean, <laughs> you can't not lose weight because you can't eat. Like, literally, you cannot eat. I think I tried to eat something a little too soon, and it, like, got stuck. Like, and I, yeah, yeah it's, well, it's you, that you can't soft eat. diet, kind of the liquid, then moving to that soft diet. What was mm-hmm. that progression like for you? What was your favorite soft food once you could re you know, introduce that back into your diet? Uh, mashed potatoes. <laughs> yeah, mashed potatoes were good. I did like a whole, I did do a, like, there's another video where I think I talked more detail about the diet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mashed potatoes. Um, you said Jello and yogurt. Jello. Oh, ice cream. Oh yeah. Yeah. That would probably taste. Ice real cream. Good. It's funny because like everybody loves ice cream, but when that's the only thing you yeah. can eat, <laughs> it's it kind of old. Took you a couple um, years to like it again. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah, like uh, smoothies, protein shakes, ice cream, mashed potatoes, um, soup, like with nothing in it, like soup broth. Um, and then when That's pretty much it, yeah. Did you feel like you had energy to do things, or was that not really? Okay. It's rough. Like I have, I I have never been a person who's like done like a juice fast or yeah. anything. Like, um, so I was that was new to me. The liquid diet for two weeks was new to me. Um, so yeah, I felt a little depleted. Yeah. I felt a little weak, tired. Um, a little discouraged towards the end of that time. Um, yeah, I think there was a moment where I was like, I should have just like, like, I should have done this. I'm so hungry, you know, but I, you know, I just crazy things, right? Yeah. But like Dr. Chang had this nurse. Um, I think her name's Janelle. She was like an angel. Like she Aww. would, she would like respond to all my emails. Aww, just I like, yeah. And she was like, she she was telling me like, I know it's tough, but it's so it's, helpful. It's worth it. Yeah. Yeah, it's helpful when you have somebody who gets it and they mm-hmm. can encourage you and kind of champion you on to that next next phase. So yeah, you're very fortunate to have had that in that in that recovery For sure. journey. Yeah, like the people close to me in my life were really supportive and oh, kind of reminding me like why I did it. And I feel so dumb, like, <laughs> you know, just, but, but, it, but I've just been like, you know, realistic. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it, it was it, part of your journey. It was troubling at times. And then, um, yeah. And then you can start to implement like scrambled eggs. And well, about what point was that when you first had your first. So yeah, I met, egg? I met Dr. Wynn on uh, zoom probably after 14 or 15 days okay. and he and I kind of told him what was going on and he was like okay like you can move to the next stage oh, of you can move to the next stage of uh the diet you know food mm-hmm. or whatever <laughs> so yeah I was like I think I think the mashed potatoes and all that stuff comes after 14 days and then after like 21 ish days it's like you can do like some ground beef yeah. um I don't know. You guys have a great pamphlet. Good. So I'll just give the pamphlet a shout out because <laughs> I use that helped. thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like step by step, you know, and it's got all the foods and Good. yeah. Good. But definitely no solid food till I think like seven or eight weeks after. Yeah. yeah. So um, so you in that recovery phase, you you saw Dr. Wynn and follow up in 14-ish days. On Zoom, um, yeah. And then when, when did you go back to see Dr. Chang? Man, I... I saw, I, I don't even remember. I don't, I, I think I saw him on Zoom a period of time after, okay. but I don't, 
I didn't see him in person to do more diagnostics until about a year later. Right. Okay. Or maybe it was like nine months later okay. as like a standard follow-up, you know? Yep, just to see yeah. how things look and how everything's going. Yeah. So um, back to the diet. If you, uh, When did you have that f- your first real meal? Man. And what was it? <laughs> I'm sure everybody's gonna want to know what was. Yeah, it? I know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember. If I, you can't. If I know that I on the other Tiff Talk or the other uh, video I did with Indo, I I knew exactly what it was. I can't remember right now. I, I know I had like in the first couple of days I had like hamburger and fries. I had like buffalo wings. Ooh, there you go. I had pizza. I had like a burrito um, with like all kinds of spicy stuff in it. <laughs> and what did, um, what did, were you afraid to try something like that after? No, I trusted okay, it, you know, I trusted it. Definitely like um, have to eat slow, have to eat slow. And like, that was one thing that I, that was one thing I noticed, like have to chew your food really good and slow and swallow it because of the valve is like still so tight and still like, adjusting yeah. you know or whatever so, so yeah I, I started eating all those things yeah that's excellent so that you didn't I didn't ask you this but did you have reflux after the procedure when you when you were eating and introducing those foods did you experience reflux or I, how did that feel? I don't think so no I think they did tell me like there's a chance you might yeah um and to take to like I had like weaned myself off um medication I think afterwards but no, I don't. I don't think I did. Okay. I don't th- like how I pictured it was like, okay, you take a drink or a bite of something and it goes down through your esophagus into your stomach, and then like after it transitions from your esophagus to your stomach, your esophagus like closes, so nothing comes back up. So I was picturing it like I had this like super valve that was just like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like nothing's coming back up. And well, I'm pretty sure that's right. what happened. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what happened because I didn't have any reflux. That's no. excellent. And yeah. so then fast forward then to the diet you said was, you know, the progression of the diet. Yeah. And now you're eating foods that you love. Yeah. How about then? Did you have reflux at all then? I or? didn't, no. Were you reliant on those pills at all? Or? No, I eventually, uh, I'm sorry I'm not on point with these timelines and stuff, it's, but it's all this okay. information is available for people to find. Um, yeah, your story, we did a, uh, progression. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically like weaned off of the medication. Okay. And I think after like six weeks, I was done taking it. Excellent. Six weeks after my surgery, I was done taking it. And um, yeah, no, I didn't have any heartburn at all. Oh, so nice Like 100%, <laughs> yeah, I didn't That's have it. So great. Do you have a, a special, any, any um, recipe or something you'd wanna share with the folks out there listening that was um, kind of your go-to that got you through that challenging time? For the recovery diet? Yeah. I mean, it's, you kind of just gotta like- Figure it out. Just gotta do it. <laughs> um, uh, for, the, for the first 14 days, um, ice cream, jello, like protein shakes, you know, and you can put like bananas, like vanilla, protein powder, you know, like almond milk. Um, you know, that's, that's, you kind of just got to cycle between those things. Yeah. Applesauce, yeah, that's try to like be prepared before you even have surgery, like Great have advice. it all ready. Yeah. And then try to like cycle between like protein shake, ice cream, applesauce, mm-hmm. soup broth, you know, yeah. and, but it's, tr- it's tough. Like it doesn't matter how 
cool or interesting you make it, it's difficult. Still the same. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then I would say just like mashed potatoes, oatmeal, you know, try to use a little bit of salt, like just, you know, yeah. just, just got to get through it. I don't really know how else to say it. No, I no. think you said it perfectly. Um, so what surprised you the most after you had the procedure done? In your words, what would you say? I know you said there was a little bit of a challenge in the beginning, but what, what would you say a couple weeks out, a few weeks out? Well, I, I think... I'll say before I go into like all the pros and all the like, oh my gosh, no more heartburn. Like what, what I definitely noticed was like, and even now today, like the way that my body takes in food is it's like different, you know, like I, I couldn't and still can't really, which this isn't a bad thing. Eat like really, really fast. Yeah. Like if, if I start right. eating like really, really fast and this, this happened a lot in the months after having surgery is like it the process of food going through my esophagus and getting into my stomach is a little bit slower than it was um You're, it's relearning how to have yeah well i think it's that. yeah and i think it's like yeah because like, you know i think it's like a lot i don't know speak for myself like i was a fast eater especially if i'm hungry mm-hmm. And, um, if I'm eating like a, yeah, if I'm eating like a sandwich and I'm really hungry and I like take a bunch of bites, I still will even notice today that it goes down slow and I need to slow down. Um, I was like really gassy and bloated for months after having surgery, not every single day, but there were times that I noticed that I was more bloated or more gassy than, um, I had that I had normally been yeah Yeah. Um, but I stopped like burping I was burping like all the time yeah before before I had surgery and so that stopped completely Um, and there was no regurgitation of acid into my throat I didn't have a sore throat anymore I had no chest pain because like anybody who's had heartburn knows that there's just this feeling where you can feel the acid in your throat like between your chest and like the middle of your throat like just sits right there and it's like the worst feeling in the world and um i stopped having that i mean it was so bad before i had surgery that my teeth were starting to hurt mm-hmm. um my you know i was like my mouth was dry all the time like it was in like my mouth like sure. it was affecting all that and then afterwards that's gone it's it all went away yeah I ne- I stopped burping, um, didn't have a sore throat, never had like the feeling, those acid feelings I described, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I was super happy. That's excellent. Yeah. So great to hear. Yeah. Do you have and any- I could, sorry, and because th- I know a lot of people are like big coffee drinkers, <laughs> I could drink coffee and not have heartburn and like regurgitation and like burp a bunch. <laughs> Which is huge because like anybody with GERD issues knows that coffee is a huge trigger. And um, yeah, now I can like, there's like this light roast coffee that's in light roast coffee is the most acidic coffee there is, but it's my favorite, you know? Of course it is. Yeah, it's my favorite. (laughs) And I drink that every morning still to this day with no issues, issues which is cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Um, Was it worth doing? you have any regrets? Yeah, of course. <laughs> totally worth doing. No, no regrets at all. Um, no regrets at all. Totally worth doing. I haven't taken a... I haven't taken a, a heartburn medication, I think, since 
I weaned off of it. Wow. Yeah, I don't think I have. And then yeah. comparing now that to what it used to be where before you would say, I couldn't leave Oh, home yeah, it was like, them. yeah, it was, you Pre- know. Planned your day around that. 100%. Couldn't go anywhere without it. Had to make sure I took it all the time. Yeah. yeah. And now life is free of those worries and those burdens and those the medication concerns. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so is your um, life back to what would you call normal again? Are you doing the same yeah. activities you loved and yeah, it's, do it's and been, it's been back to normal for a while. Like, I think I was telling you guys earlier, I don't like, I haven't thought about this <laughs> stuff in a while. So I kind of got to go back into remembering what it was like and what the not a bad surgery thing. was like. And, um, yeah, totally. I mean, I definitely, like I said, um, I can't like I can feel that the process of food going down my esophagus has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, there are times that I feel a little bit bloated, um, and maybe like certain foods, like um, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, yeah. like foods that cause that for people without sure. TIF. Um, but at least you're you're monitoring that, like your yeah. cause and effect, and, and yeah, because I was never really like a bloated or gassy person, yeah. like ever, <laughs> and I do definitely notice that sometimes. Um, that could be something else, but that's one thing that happened after surgery that I still. But it's not like, it's like so. It's it's like not even an issue, sure. you know. Um, it's and a good trade. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like I work out, go to the gym, lift weights, play softball. You know, I'm not like an insanely active person, but I'm pretty active and I don't, yeah, I don't. That's excellent. It never gets in the way. Like, I don't even think about it, yeah. Compared to how it was and consumed with it every day. Yeah. It's incredible. So we love hearing that and we're so grateful that you were able to come on today and yeah, totally. give folks an update and that we've had so many questions about where's Dylan now? Where's, yeah, that's funny. You know, how is this, where <laughs> cool. is he now? We want to hear like two years out and this yeah. month is incredible. Yeah. So. No, I'm happy to I'm happy to share about it um whenever i it's yeah what um i have to ask you what it was like when you saw dr chang for the first time when you did your follow-up finally you said maybe about a year ago you you went back to him about nine months after yeah what what was his reaction to the the old dylan versus the dylan who came (laughs) to see him that day i think he was you know one thing i've learned about dr chang is he really is passionate about what he does in like the gi field Like he, you know, he, I think he does more than his day-to-day work and his, you know, he, he's passionate about it. And I definitely noticed that. And he, he was really happy to hear everything that I was doing. And yeah, basically my life was back to normal, no medication, you know, exercise, weightlifting, just everything, you know, uh, he was really happy to, to hear that. And, um, yeah, of course I was like expecting something was going to be wrong. Cause that's just the way I think sometimes <laughs> preparing for the worst. Yeah. Right? And so, yeah, they did the, they did the same diagnostics they did before I got the TIF mm-hmm. and, um, it was like night and day. I mean, if I could ever like, I think they sent me the results of the Bravo, which is like the Bluetooth chip yep. thing. And yeah, it was like night and day. I mean, the difference was. When I had when I did the Bravo the first time, I pressed those buttons like, I, I swear, probably like, like a, a thousand game. times yeah. in 24 hours. Like I'm not even lying, um, and 
this time I did it, I don't, I maybe pressed him like two or three times. Wow, what a difference. Just because like I felt like I had to, I should do something. <laughs> Forgot it was hanging yeah. there. So, yeah. So great to hear. If you were to tell, we, we ask this all the time, but if you were to, yeah. again, at this point in your journey, if you were to give somebody advice that is, or is struggling or has struggled to the extent you did, what would your advice be? Um, I, it, I would say to speak with their, you know, speak with their current doctor, mm -hmm. whether they have, it's just primary care or their GI doctor and say, my medication doesn't work. I've heard about the TIF procedure. Do you know about that? And do you think it would benefit me? And hopefully the doctor is open-minded to that. And if the doctor is not open-minded to that, I would suggest that they go to your website or whatever source there is to refer them or connect them or link them to a doctor that does do the TIF procedure because Dr. Chang's not the only one. Um, so yeah, I would just reach out to Start having the discussion. Yeah. Talk to your doctor. I would say talk to your doctor first and foremost yep. or your GI doctor and see what they say about it. And if they're like, oh, yeah, we've heard about it. We can put you in touch with this person that does it. We'll refer you, blah, blah, blah. But if they're close-minded to it, then just do it yourself, yeah. which sucks. I, I think sucks, that's a great message, though. You're, yeah. You had to advocate for yourself pretty pretty heavily. Yeah, which, so, again, is a bummer, but it is what it is, you know. Um, it got you here. Got you, yeah, yeah. Got you that reflux-free life that you're living yeah, now. Yeah, so totally. It's all worth it in the end. Um, yeah. And congratulations for taking that on and going through this journey. And thank you so much for, <laughs> for giving us an update on how you're doing now. Yeah, it's no big deal at all. Like, <laughs> whenever, it's not a big deal. Well, we love it when you come on. And, and yeah. for, for folks out there um, still struggling and looking for a doctor or a solution like Dylan found, you're welcome to go out on girdhelp.com, www.girdhelp.com. You can go in the upper right-hand corner, and there's a physician finder that you can search by your state or zip code um, and find a doctor in your area. We also have a great uh, mobile app, GERD Help mobile app, that you can download from your app store. It's uh, loaded with videos and a lot of information that'll help guide you along the way. Um, so uh, thank you again, Dylan, for being yeah, here. Yeah, no worries. Thank you for having me. If you are suffering from chronic acid reflux and want more information, please visit GERDhelp.com or download our GERD Help mobile app. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of TIFF Talk. Leave your questions and comments on our social media at GERD Help. Live well, GERD free.